Welcome to Men in Confidence Sharing, where we, the men of a certain age, share our thoughts, ideas, and opinions in confidence. Today, we are joined with Rhino and with Terrence. Uh, so let's go one by one and say hello to Rhino. What's going on? And hello to Terrence. What's going on, peoples? How y'all doing? Okay, so today we're going to talk about the big topic that we can't get by. It's a brand new year. We were hoping that 2021 would be a great brand new start and we would flush away all the old garbage that went away with 2020. But lo and behold, on January 6th, the Capitol was stormed by protesters. Okay, so let's get into this. Now, I'm pretty sure everyone has their own points of view. Everyone found out about it at different times. I'll just leave a very big open-ended question. How do you feel about what went down? (laughs) How do I feel about what went down? Man, if this ain't some bull, I don't... There's been a lot of bull that happened in this country. But that was... To me, that ranks up there just as audacious, outrageous, bold as 9-11. And I'm just call it like I see it. Because that was the most direct and blatant example of domestic terrorism I have ever seen. And to call these anarchist protesters is insulting to protesters I you know I understand that there were some lives lost and losing a life is always unfortunate but in this in particular instance I saw someone comment and say it was sad I really wanted to respond and say no, that wasn't sad. Self-inflicted. Not sad. And it, this whole scenario is so bonkers. It's just mind-blowing. I uh, can't even properly formulate all the words that really express what it is that I'm thinking about in regards to this situation because it is just so out of control I'm done uh, I could rant all night and you know I I, I get that <clears throat> finding the words to properly to express um, discuss um, unbelievability uh, the only words I could come up with is are you serious right now <laughs> that, that's my usual response to the things that I don't understand why this stupid thing is happening are you serious right now I mean Sure, they were protesting at first, but obviously this thing was organized and pre-planned by someone. And the point came when they ceased to be pretending to be protesters and they became terrorists, they became thugs, they became um, uh, uh, criminals and and insurrectionists, which I, I would dare say they always were. And they decided to go in 
and run into the Capitol and make things the way that they think things should be. Guess what? It doesn't work like that. You don't get a free pass to just um, plow through life with immunity, making things the way that you think they should be. And it reminds me of high school. As a site manager, I deal with um, people, and some of my people are of the younger variety. They're 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 low end um, millennials, high end zoomers, and so they come in and they still have that high school mentality that that you would expect from a teenager. This isn't fair, and my response to that is, well, welcome to life because life isn't fair. You don't get to say this isn't fair and then somebody magically comes out of the woodworks and make things fair or for that matter, make things the way that you think they should be. It doesn't work like that. And so as at, at the end of the day, we got um, a police officer that doesn't get to go home and see his family because he was killed. We get a woman that doesn't get to go back home and see her family because she was killed because she couldn't follow instructions. He was clearly warned, stop, do not come any further, stay back. And she decided that she was going to go ahead and cross that line. And guess what? Justice was served. That's, and that's what that is. And I've heard people try to compare it to George Floyd and try to compare it to others. And I'm like, no, there is no comparison. If you want to compare it to anything, compare it to this. What was their skin color? And, and this is absolutely appropriate. This does absolutely um, come into play because um, he was dealt with based upon not just his actions, but with his skin color. And you might say, well, well, well no, he was, he, was, he was resisting arrest. He was, he was being combative. Okay, I've seen videos of white people being combative guy had an axe in his hand he's swinging at the cops he's threatening the cops and not one cop pulled the trigger <laughs> that man got to go back home to see his family eventually if they weren't able to uh, subdue him and take him to, take him to jail this didn't happen but this white woman she experienced that she learned the hard lesson of life that uh, life isn't fair and you don't get to make things the way that you want them to be at least not in that fashion and she found out unfortunately and I think it's unfortunate that she she wouldn't top better I think it's unfortunate that she didn't consider wait a minute I got two babies at home they're gonna need me they're gonna need me later on in their life you know she didn't consider that and she was so hard-headed and forward-thinking in her thought that she thought that, okay, uh, well, I'm, I, I, can't, I can't assume what she thought, but to just ignore the, the the commands of the person pointing a loaded gun at you, oh, he ain't gonna shoot me. Guess what? It is what it is. I appreciate that, man. Okay, so I guess I'll jump in. Almost don't know where to begin because I, I'll start here, and I know this is probably a little controversial place to start. Okay, so I am an African American male, and I know that my feelings watching what happened 
probably mirror a lot of feelings of anyone of any type of ethnicity watching what happened and just looking at this like wow they're really running and breaking into this building so I guess this is where they get shot huh not yet also they're breaking windows maybe this is where they get shot no not yet climbing through the windows aggressively with force is no one scared for their life no no one's scared for their life no one's fearful no one's worried like I don't know like I saw hoodies I thought that was threatening I'm pretty sure someone has some skittles I'm pretty sure that was threatening too I mean maybe somebody has some CDs I don't know like what the <laughs> couple of loose cigarettes the yeah. double of st- the double standard was very apparent on the 6th of January like if you didn't know that being a person of color was looked at as being a lesser than person in America you learned that day absolutely it's a sad thing to learn but if you didn't know that you saw it that day go ahead please jump in please every time I think about that aspect of this my blood starts to boil because you know I'm going to take the attention off the topic for just a second just because I like to try and draw comparisons to things sometimes hoping you would see that okay even though they're saying on the same level I see your point so here goes anybody who knows me knows that I am a die hard Miami Dolphins fan which by proxy means that I can't stand that evil empire up in New England Patriots (laughs) you know they have made it to way more Super Bowls than I can care to acknowledge and have won way more than I would like to acknowledge I can't round up a gang of Dolphin fans and run up to Akron, Ohio to the NFL Hall of Fame and like loot and boycott and protest those wins even though I can go back and try and compile footage of fraud and footage of incidents where they've cheated and point out actual incidents where they've cheated I fear for my life in trying to do something that minuscule in comparison to running up on the freaking Capitol building. The veteran Marine in me saw that and was like, what the... Who is opening the floodgates to allow this anarchy? And admittedly, I'm down for a little rabble-rousing, a little anarchy, a little chaos shake some things up but that's beyond anarchy and shake some things up 
there were gallows constructed outside these mugs there are photographs of people walking around the capitol walking out with podiums feet up on nancy pelosi's desk her sign above her office is destroyed what they were protesting i want to interject here what what bothered me what really gripped me what really got my attention what really grinds my gears was the post that the fbi made on twitter saying hey if you have any information could you help us out you're at the, you were at one of the most secure buildings in the United States of America. All right. You mean to tell me you don't have facial uh, recognition software? I, I should have just drew up a, 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 a sketch of a white guy and say, yeah, he looked like this. And put that up. Yeah, yeah. Follow those clues, Mr. FBI. All these pictures on social media, you can't think about who these fools are. A lot of them were do- Facebook Live. And- right. And we got this idiot walking around with the with the bullhorns on his head, looking like he's cosplaying Davy Crockett's long lost child. You know, you mean to tell me you can't find these fools? You, you know need what, Rado? us to investigate and conduct this invest. Look, if I'm going to be conducting investigations for the FBI, I need to be on the payroll. <laughs> you make a great point. I love the idea of just making a sketch and say, "Look for this person," because how many times has there been? a person of color that was a person of interest and miraculously all three of us fit the description right come on the audacity the white privilege of it all just seems so bizarre and just draw a picture of Barney Fife yeah (laughs) he looks like this this is him look around you'll find him (laughs) Bubba and Karen having their heyday and no one has anything to say. Okay, try to lighten the mood a little bit. I, just watching the people storm in like that, I was just thinking like, man, like in video game terms, like they must have like a Mario star in their pocket or a free man or something like <laughs> they must have built in invincibility like, duh, 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 duh. like how somebody in the world put in the contra- are you getting by they all had 30 lives it's ah, unbelievable just unbelievable that this could absolutely and, and what's what's even more incredibly believable and, I, and this may sound repetitious only one person got shot and killed. Only one person got shot. That is not correct. Five people are dead. Oh, oh, my bad. Five people out of the many hundreds that actually stormed the Capitol. But here's Five. the thing. Here's the thing. We don't have any details of, as of yet, they haven't specifically named those five people or how they died. I know that at least I know at least one was the woman who was one of the protesters. But I believe that one or two of them at least were were police officers. There are so many issues with this incident, man. Number one, I, I gotta respectfully ask, let's not call them protesters. 
let's just acknowledge them as the domestic terrorists that they were. That's what they were. Exactly. Let's acknowledge the fact that, well, I I shouldn't say fact because I wasn't there. But let's just acknowledge the notion that they managed to get inside this building scot-free with like no repercussions, right? Right. And went home. How does something like that happen? Oh, wait, I know how it happened. They were inspired because they were literally down the street before this whole thing happened at a rally. And I've always thought to myself that there's only a certain, you know, there's only a few things that come to my mind when I hear the word rally. Now, granted, I will go out, go out there and say that one of them is uh, rallies, checkers, the restaurant. You know, I, I'll throw that out there. Okay. Good fries, good fries. Pep rally. You know, we did those in high school. Monster truck rally. We getting closer, I think. <laughs> um, there was a certain domestic terrorist organization that still exists that goes by one letter three times K um they have rallies and the president has rallies not campaign speeches not like you know organized functions or some other term for a gathering of people these were rallies and at this specific rally people were instructed to take their government by force to the point that they even believed that he was out there walking with them that part says something to me about the level of intellect of these terrorists you really think that he's out here walking the street with you and it begs a question and this question has been asked since day one what did they expect to happen What, 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 what did they expect to accomplish what were they thinking because I can tell you one thing. Trump doesn't care about them. He absolutely does not. Trump cares about himself. And he cares about being in power. That's what he cares about. And and no man with power wants to lose it. I've even noticed that in my own life. Why won't I leave my job and go do something else? I want to do something else. Because at my job, I'm known. Everyone knows I'm the manager. And I have a certain power at my job. But if I go somebody else, I'm just Rhino. <laughs> I'm the new guy. <laughs> Rhino said, who's Rhino? The new guy? Call Ryan to come and see me. You know, people with power don't want to lose it. That's why Jeff Bezos can can fly around in his jet 
a, a, a bazillionaire or whatever. I don't know how much money he has now. And 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 still there be so many people out there that suffer and, and just they just can't get it. They just can't make it happen. But this guy's made it happen. And it, it can be argued that he deserves it. He worked hard for it. But still, he has more money than he's gonna ever spend in a lifetime. He can't help nobody out. He can't treat his employees with more respect. You think he's ready to step off of that high? Do you? He's not. I guarantee you he's not. And neither is Trump. And I they want to say he's the billionaire president. I, I doubt the man is a billionaire. <laughs> even even family guys suggested that he was he was a uh, uh he probably got seven million dollars <laughs> to his name <laughs> in, in pocket on cash on hand that he could access it's probably not billions but whatever the case he's the president until the 20th comes he's not willing to lose that power and if people will go and rally for him to try to get him to retain that power he's not going to stop him why would he stop him no, go for it. Fight for me. <laughs> and then I'll get up and say, I love you. Go home. Proud boy, stand by. Come on. Come on. But that maybe this is just me and my, my ramblings. I don't know. <laughs> no, it's just very dangerous what's happening right now. The propaganda that's being spit out. The leaning into it's the, the double talk. It's the, I'm not going to say out loud that I want you to storm the Capitol, but <laughs> why don't we march down to the Capitol and support our people <laughs> on foot? Yeah, let's do that. Uh, and, you know, Mike Pence, we're counting on Mike Pence to come through for us. Be a shame if he didn't, you know. <laughs> like, I've seen the Godfather. I know what that means, you know. <laughs> I, I, I have other questions. Questions like, what's really going on? What's what's really happening? Let's let's pull back the curtains on this thing. Okay, so, <laughs> and that's just my tinfoil hat speaking, but. I always, I can't help it. I can't help it. I've got to wonder what, what was the, what was really the purpose behind somebody organizing this? Okay, so before... believe it or not, they set a precedent. They set a precedent that hey, the American government can be overthrown. Okay, so before you look at the man behind the curtain pulling the levers, we're gonna take a small break. And we're going to hear a word from our sponsor, and we'll be right back. And we are back with the Men in Confidence. We're resuming our conversation that we were having in regards to the events on January 6th, the storming of the Capitol. 
Okay, so we were talking about the curtain, as Rhino would say. Yeah, let's pull this curtain back. Let's let's let's. I want to know. I almost demand to know the meaning of this. <laughs> I want to know who who thought this would be a good idea. Hey, you know what would be a good idea? Let's get a bunch of people to storm the Capitol. Let's do it, man. I mean, we could totally do that. Was it just a, a a bet? Was it just like, hey, hey, look, you and me, we two powerful people. The Princess Bride bet. fan in me is just saying, inconceivable. Inconceivable. <laughs> but, um... Okay. And, and like I said, I, I, I'm, I'm qualifying this with, this is my tinfoil hat speaking. It's, it's, there's gotta be a bigger issue. There's gotta okay. be something else that we're not being made aware of. Okay. Because for someone to use a bunch of mindless people to do this mindless task, people to just look, we're not gonna call you a terrorist, but you're gonna be a terrorist today. We're not gonna call you an insurgent, but you're gonna be an insurgent today. And we want you to storm that building. Yeah, we know it's secure. We know they'll shoot you if you get too close. Do it. We we'll take care of you. Don't even worry about it. Just do it. I think you're being looking at this a little too literally in that regard. If I may shake up my own personal crystal ball here for a second and take a look at what's going on. What I see happening here is what you were talking about earlier about someone in power not wanting to let it go. It's been documented by varying various sources that Trump's base is the undereducated. And I don't feel like I'm stretching very much by saying that. If that's the case, he doesn't want to peacefully transfer power. He has said as much since I don't know, he became president basically. Um and he's clearly in a position where he knows that that is being taken away from him. He has started laying, you know, paved paths to, I don't know if I want to say a civil war as much as it is some sort of catastrophe to keep him in place longer. And basically my biggest fear now honestly is that this upcoming inauguration ain't safe because what happened last week what it proved and what the purpose behind it was from my point of view is that there are people within the ranks of Capitol Police Secret Service etc who are willing to look the other way to allow things to happen. Because honestly, we understand that, or at least had the impression that no one could get as close to that building as these people got. And yet there were people in other people's offices with their feet up, 
someone was sitting in the very seat where Mike Pence was at minutes before they got into the building. People taking selfies in that chair. You don't just get there on a whim or by accident. Right. No one tripped and fell into that seat. You know, I'm not gonna I'm not gonna get into the whole aspect of there were cops on site taking selfies with people in the building. I feel like this was a warning shot. We can get in here. Don't think for a second that we can't show up on the 20th. Dude, this is scarier than this is actually scarier than White House Down. Have you guys seen White House Down? How they stormed the Capitol? They yeah. had automatic weapons and they methodically took out the guards and advanced. Took out the guards and advanced. Took out people and advanced. And they made it into the building and the big bad guy of the whole movie bragged that they did it in like 13 minutes. Okay, so let me... I'm going to comment on that and I'm going to comment on what Darren said also. Okay, so let's talk about fiction. And let's, let's wrap it all up together. And... I, I agree with a lot of what Terrence said. I do think that all of this is well, first of all, I'm trying not to name names, but Trump, Trump is planning all of this. Trump intended to, cre- to create that riot or whatever that happened, whatever you want to call it, on the 6th. That was his intention. It probably went better than he expected, to be honest with you. <laughs> Here's here's the downfall of that. He, that was his shot, hmm. right? Right. Right. That if if they were going to overthrow someone or take someone or actually do some damage, that was their shot. Now they are a threat, and they are a known threat. And I'm not saying that there aren't, they don't have allies. I'm not saying that there may be some people looking the other way, but they're not going to get that clean of an opportunity ever again. I don't know if anyone, I mean, I think they just like, it's like, it's a domestic 9-11. Right. Right. Like once 9-11 happened, the entire system changed and you weren't able to get that close to right. there anymore. Okay. So we were doing that to people outside. We weren't really doing that to our good Americans. Right. right? <laughs> now that our good Americans have shown that they can maybe not be as good, guess what? The security level just went up. <laughs> we just we just went we just went from yellow to red alert. So you're you're not getting another shot like that. You, you have thrown away your shot. Like it is over. Like you're not getting another chance. And I feel like they're going to try something again. I feel like something is going to be tried between now and the twentieth. I hope not, because I'm afraid that the next time it's going to have worse consequences. Right. Yep. Like next time it won't be please turn around you know we we love you go home 
next time it might be rat-a-tat-tat you know I I, I don't wish that on right. anybody I don't wish right. that on anybody even people I politically disagree right. with I don't want anyone to get gunned down because you're trying to make a point write a blog right. make a video because all of this sends a, a, a very bad message to the world because and, and this isn't necessarily my tinfoil head speaking but I believe there are countries out there that if they see any kind of vulnerability in us they'll come in and they'll take us over and and, and they'll they'll grind our dirt heels into us if there was someone that wanted to and had enough firepower to do it we are prime right. right now right. because the person that is currently in office that's supposed to protect us is not going to do that and it is not his focus right now I'm just I'm just hopeful and I maybe maybe this is me being sunny day <laughs> I'm just hopeful that no one decides to do that in the next few days or so right <laughs> yeah I, I'm sitting here kind of thinking to myself I really hope this mug ain't about to uh, execute Order 66 like Palpatine because you know this I, I already feel like we're in a very fragile state and but, but at the same time he's just one person like he's, he's one person with a lot of influence with a lot of power but he's just one person and I guess my, my, my grandmother used to say that there's always a cat bigger than Tom <laughs> that you may think that you're the biggest and the baddest and that no one can touch you and that you're indestructible and no one can get to you and then you get got I'm right. not I'm not trying to threaten it I'm not I'm, I'm not doing a Trump I'm not trying to backdoor promote anybody right but I'm trying to say, hey man, back away before somebody gets tired of you and does something stupid. Please. 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 Because uh, as America, we kind of got a history of taking folks out that we don't like in, in office. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> they don't even have to be in our office. They they could be in, in offices in other countries. Just, yeah, <laughs> we evict people quite well. <laughs> so I would just I would just pray upon the wisdom and the hope to cut down the violence, cut down the stupidity. Just walk walk you a few days out, you know, eat some burgers, you know. It isn't like he can't run again. <laughs> like, come on, dude. He can't you know run. Again. Just, just plan ahead. Think. Okay. You know fine. what, though? He can't run again. That that idea of planning running again, I I agree with Blunt. He can't run again, but not. After I this, no. I, no. No, 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 no. I, I I don't know why Blunt's saying it, but I'm gonna be completely honest and. He where don't need my, to. Not that he doesn't need to. He can't run again because. He's too old. 
I'm more thinking I'm, of on the lines of his level of influence. He's he is extremely influential and powerful right now. Even when he's not even when he's not going to be in office, he's gonna have a whole lot of influence and power. And as much as I hate to say it, a lot of people in the Republican Party are gonna bend to whatever he wants because he brings support. He he brings a base that they don't have without him. So he's gonna have mad political power and not hold a dog on seat at all. True. Like he's gonna be he could be uh Rush Limbaugh without a TV show. Uh you know, something 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 like that. Like he can be a huge, huge, huge um <laughs> huge. <laughs> uh, a, a huge influence. Right. He can, but, he, he can totally step out there and, and totally manipulate things while not being an active president. But here's the thing. I feel like this event has turned enough heads. Like, I'm not saying that it turned 10% of the population. It may have turned 3 or 4% of the population. But it, it only take, takes that much to turn away from the Republican Party even if it, they don't even have to say that they're Democrat, but if they don't vote for this current iteration of the Republican Party, it only takes that amount to keep the Republicans out of office for an extended period of time. Like, because of this, there may not be a Republican president or controlled uh, Senator House of Representatives for a while. Like, it it may be like that for I don't want to predict, but it may be like that for a while. Uh, because they can, they can lay all of this at the Republicans' feet. Look at what you guys did. Do we really want you in office again? Like really, like look at how much because when it all comes down to it. Okay. <clears throat> all right. Let, let, let's pull the curtain back. Let's, let's let's rip the shower curtain off the rod. Okay, <laughs> I'm I'm trying to play play. Okay, so let's let's get real. Okay, so let's let's admit that the Republican Party has been incited, has been poking at their radicals for years now, right? They know that they have a radical portion of their party who believes in all kinds of things, believes in lizard people and QAnon and all kind of stuff and they, they've been poking at these folk for years and these folk have been growing and getting more ir- irritated, more agitated and they act like they're not there. They pretend that these people aren't there but they always breadcrumb them and it, it's, it's, it's stupid because I'm pretty sure that that was a little cute pit bull when it was young Right. Now you got a fully grown pit bull that got rabies and he right. likes to bite people. Right. <laughs> Including you. Right. <laughs> now you're trying to act like oh, I didn't realize that this was a this was a threat. You fed this sucker. <laughs> you fed him on a regular. That's right. Exactly. This is this is on you. You you may claim that this is not you. Or you may claim that they don't stand for what you stand for, 
but you are responsible for the ongoing of this radical part of your party. So now it is up to you to put down what you created. That's on you. And you can't can't look at the the Republicans or you call them the liberals or whatever. I mean, you can't look at the Democrats or the liberals or, or whatever other side that you think is your enemy. You can't look at them to do that. That's that's your responsibility. You're gonna have to put them down. And this I'm going. I'm going, I'm going to finish this tirade with one thing that I wish I could go back in time about six or seven years, go go back to my younger self, and tell tell them something from 2021 and say that will blow blow their mind and say, you know, my favorite Republican right now might be Mitt Romney. <laughs> <laughs> I remember when I was like, there's no way I'm going to vote for Ben Romney. Hey, Mitt, where you at? Come rescue us. Like, Mitt Romney. Mitt Romney is telling the straight truth. Mitt Romney Romney dropping bars in Congress. Like, (laughs) like, who is this guy? (laughs) Like, this dude didn't run for president. No, that dude did not run for president. The version we get now, this is the version that learned, you know what? I I just came up on the wrong end of an Obama beatdown. But I learned something from it. (laughs) He actually took something and, and gained a perspective about people that he was trying to uh, identify with and has seemingly caught on has seemingly been enlightened. So kudos to you for that one, Mitt. Nothing like a uh, a politician that uh, gets their eyes open and realize, oh, this is what they're coming through. These are the people I want to fight for. (laughs) Right. I think the rulers changed also. Like what we thought was the greatest of all evils back then, like, like we didn't know what evil was. Like we didn't know what bad was. Right. Yeah, that's true too. That is very true. I can't help but think in terms of of a biblical perspective. When the children of Israel began to get away from doing right before God, God would allow their enemies to come in. He would allow their enemies to come in and they would go into captivity and it would be there for like a lifetime until they changed and learned and came out of that. And I can't help but wonder if maybe we're going through as a nation something like that where we've gotten away because anybody tell, oh yeah, this, this nation was built on God and principles of God. Oh, okay, well. Uh, we've uh, we've gotten away from a lot of God's principles, a lot of things that we know that He says is right and wrong. And I can't, and I really kind of fear it. And, and what what I'm really kind of getting at is, are we in the beginning stages of that dreaded apocalypse? <laughs> it's great for fan fiction. It's not great for reality. <laughs> it's not. Not at all. I, I don't want to live in a in a in a country where I'm a rat 
trying to survive. <laughs> you know? I don't want that. Great for movies, but oh, yeah. not for reality. I don't want to be walking around with, okay, I got six bullets. <laughs> I got six bullets. My gun is broken. I got to figure out how to fix this. I got to find a gunsmith or somebody so that I can make it to the utopia. I, I, I don't want to I don't want to experience that not for real nah I, I can't I can't help but think is this the beginnings of that <laughs> these people stormed the capital they stormed the capital it's it, and I didn't I, did, I didn't quite feel like I felt on 9-11 when I heard that the, Pen- the Pentagon was destroyed I'm like what they they attacked the Pentagon. Oh my goodness, what's happening? I'm gonna have to call my recruiter up and be like, "Hey, put me back in." <laughs> but um, I didn't quite feel like that. But still, just <sighs> I, he, I, I felt the same. And the reason I felt the same is because you know the veteran in me wants to hold on to the idea that. America is a great country so great that at one point I was willing to defend it even if it meant losing my life you said something earlier this week that gave me a different perspective on that and I want you to share that with the in this forum Rhino but in this moment I'm just thinking that's kind of the perception I had so the reason I feel like the two are the same is because this is my house in terms of America. You know, I can say that from varying perspectives, you know, this country was built on the blood, sweat, and tears of my ancestors. This is my house. Whether you want to acknowledge it or not, this is my house. I was born here. I'm not, I didn't come over from anywhere else, you know, so, At least not willingly. You know, no, Terrence Pender did not come to America from somewhere else. I didn't, you know, come in from Wakanda or Zamunda or whatever. You know, I I was born in Jersey. So this is my house. So for somebody to feel like they can just decide one day that they can just run amok in my house, I got a problem with. But at the same time, I can't get but so upset about it because, you know, the, the people who decided they wanted to run amok are the people who've been running amok all along. This ain't new. <laughs> <laughs> I'm laughing because it's so true. It is so true. <laughs> <This ain't new. laughs> I think the majority of Black America was was sitting back thinking, just like Tony said, oh, oh, it's, it's getting real. Okay, so when's the bullets gonna start flying? We were seriously <laughs> sitting and waiting, like, and, and you know, I admittedly didn't recall this happening, but uh, I saw a name, you know, when things happen, people want to always talk about never forget and remember this and remember that. That's right. Miriam Carey. Miriam Carey, yep. We would be remiss if we didn't mention her in this conversation. That's right, say her name. And for those of you who don't know, Miriam Carey was a woman, and I'm I'm getting different um, stories, but 
Um, the one that sticks out the most was she made a, a U-turn um, in the Capitol driveway and was <clears throat> immediately deemed a threat. And so in running from her life, she was chased down and ordered to stop and was shot 26 times with her one-year-old in the backseat because she was a threat because she made a U-turn in the same parking lot of the same building that was just raided by a bunch of terrorists, by a bunch of insurgents, anarchists, because it's a revolution. No, that wasn't a revolution. The revolution has been televised. You're not going to be on TV during the revolution. The revolution always happens off screen, off camera. But this is what happened to Miriam Carey, a black woman. <laughs> I don't know how much of a chance they gave her to, to calm down and relax. Ma'am, ma'am, we need you to stop. Calm down. This is what happened. And this is what we have to do. And then we can move forward and you and your child can go. I don't know how much of a chance she was given. But actually, I kind of do know how much of a chance she was given. She was shot about 26 times. Not enough for one, apparently. Right. Yes. You know, how many cops does it take to take down one unarmed black woman? In a car. In a car. With her kid in the back seat. It's ridiculous. But the, the thing that I said that I think Terrence was talking about is when I was in boot camp, <clears throat> I too had certain aspirations of, of not, just asp- not necessarily aspirations, but um, things that I was willing to do because I am serving my country. The place that allows me to be able to worship freely, allows me to be able to uh, uh, start a business and make money and not have to worry about the government coming in and shutting me down and imprisoning me unjustly unlawfully I was willing and and I still am willing to fight for this country but I was also willing to die for this country and in some cases I am still willing to die for this country but one of my drill instructors said something that shocked me into life (laughs) he said don't die for your country make the other guy die for his country and that blew my mind I was like Yep. Wow. I'd never heard it like this before. <laughs> yep. Now, obviously, death is a pretty permanent solution to a temporary situation. And I know others don't feel the same way. I really feel sorry for that woman. I really do. I think she could have been at home with her kids tonight. Possibly telling them, look, mommy made a bad decision. <laughs> It didn't, it, things weren't the way that mommy thought. So we're going to have to reevaluate this thing. But she doesn't get that chance because she made a decision to cross a line after being ordered to stop. If she crossed that line, she lost her life. And now her kids have to grow up without her. And no doubt they'll raise them and tell them how great mommy was and to say her name, which I don't think she qualifies for that designation. She don't qualify for that hashtag. But they're going to raise them. Hey, your mommy was a great woman. And she she did what she felt was right. Okay, but 
she lost her life. She's not there for her children. And they're not gonna be able to know mommy's perspective from mommy's mouth. They're not gonna get to see mommy 20 years from now, looking back on her life and realize, you know what, I, I, I was wrong. I was wrong because we had that. We can look back from our lives right now into the past and realize, hey, I was wrong on, on this point. And we can have that reflection and it makes us a better person. But she doesn't have that now. She doesn't. But it is what it is. Uh, such is life, I guess. I don't know. She doesn't <laughs> have that. That That's true. I mean, that's a fair perspective. I, I, I just... With all the atrocities that have been committed to other people for far less. Far less. It's hard. I mean, you just kind of, I, I get the idea that you feel bad that a life was lost. But I, I kind of, I guess, equate it to being something similar to like someone on death row. You committed a crime. You've been found guilty for it. Your uh, verdict is execution. In this instance, all of that happened in seconds. Well, not really, because it took a long time from her to get from the street to that window. Right. But metaphor, I mean, collectively speaking, we can say it was seconds. Bottom line is based on poor decision making an unfortunate thing happened right mercy is real forgiveness is real and you want to have patience even for people that you don't agree with but at the end of the day (laughs) (laughs) oh sorry sorry I started laughing because I thought you were going to say it what oh yeah I've been trying not to I've really been trying not to I've been trying okay so this is just me reading Terrence's mind (laughs) (laughs) and I I know he probably thought I was going to do a Hamilton reference (laughs) no what what you thought you were going to say oh 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 oh, oh, your usual my 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 catchphrase is yes. people are stupid and do stupid things. Yes. And that is very true. Very true. <laughs> I was also thinking uh, death doesn't discriminate between the sinners and the saints. And it takes and it takes and it takes. It takes. It takes. There you go. Or if you did your homework around Christmas time, unfortunately, you pay what you owe. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, man. That is such a sobering thought. You pay what, what you, you owe. Think about what you owe. Like this, this is not about religion, but in the Bible it says the wages of sin is death. I'm not going to say that you have to believe in that or that, that it, we're trying to push that on you, but there is a you earn things with your actions. 
your actions earn a consequence. So when she worked her actions, she earned a consequence. It's not a consequence that we wanted for her. It's not a consequence that I'm probably, probably sure her family or anyone that cared about her wanted for her. But she earned that consequence. And on that note, I suggest that we're going to put a pin in this conversation because it seems like we can go on for a while. So we're going to say this is part one. Yeah. Yeah. And we're going to revisit this very soon. But before we go, anyone have any last words? Again, the revolution will not be televised. It'll be on Facebook or TikTok. <laughs> It'll be when, on the rev- when the revolution happens, it would eventually move to social media. It will eventually be on television. But what you're seeing is what's already happened. So if you think you're in the middle of a resolution, revolution, trust me, it's not being televised. Whoever the first person to say that, I don't know who it was. Like I've heard various artists say the revolution will not be televised, but I'm pretty sure they had no idea about Facebook and TikTok and Twitter and Instagram. The revolution may not be on on a bubble TV, but that's like it will darn well be filmed. (laughs) The the revolution will be on Apple TV with with a with a $14.99 a month subscription. In 4K, <laughs> in in 4K high definition with 7.1 Dolby Digital surround sound, <laughs> with with English, Spanish, and Portuguese subtitles. <laughs> you can get you can get the hard copy in Blu-ray or the digital copy. So pick one. <laughs> but anyway. Fellas, it has been a good session. We thank everyone for their time, for their patience, for listening to us. Please like, share, subscribe. And I'll pass to Terrence for our closing. And as always, thank y'all for coming. Thank y'all for listening. God bless you. Good night. Peace and hair grease. <laughs>